God bless you, friends and family. Thank you for joining me. This is Gail Manizak with City Changers, Illinois. Also the Power and Presence Ministry. And and the reason I say that, and maybe I not have not explained that, the Power and Presence Ministry, we have run, founded, we are founders of, my husband and I, and that ministry has, since 2000, let me see, 2007 has been to 42 different countries with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the Lord has not really allowed me to let it go. So I just keep posting on there. So uh, today we're going to talk about, and I apologize for such a long wait in between. I had to go from some surgery and had to recuperate and uh, praise the Lord for being able to recuperate. Praise the Lord for healing in Jesus' name. So, and, and that's exactly what I'm going to talk about today because that's what's on my mind. You know, God is a healer no matter what the doctor does. If the, the doctor can do so much, but it's actually God who has to do the healing. God heals in two different ways. He can heal, he can and will heal supernaturally, or he can, you can be healed as you go where the I, and I forget where that scripture is, but I believe it was as the ten lepers, I believe it was, came to him. And uh, let's see, only one came back to thank him. I'm trying to think how the story went um, or how that message went. But he came, he healed all ten of them, and only one came back to um, to thank him. But the the fact or the point that I'm trying to make is the fact is... that Jesus said as or the Bible said as they went they were healed amen so as as he prayed for him they might not have been healed miraculously right there on the spot but as they went they were healed who knows if they went and saw a doctor who knows if they went and took some uh, type of medication or something like that we there are lots of things we don't know but I do know this, I and I can attest to it that numerous times, I believe, I want to say at least three times the Lord has healed me supernaturally without a doctor. And actually more than that, if I was to count times where, you know, it wasn't as big of an incident of, of needing healing. Okay. I'm going to quit talking because I could talk on forever about Jesus. I could talk on forever about the goodness of God. And I could give him praise forever for what he's done in my life. So is it the will with the will of God to heal you? So many people ask that questions. You know, uh, Christians are often heard asking that questions and the the question actually does deserve a, a biblical answer. There are many scriptures that address this important issue. And so let's look at Mark. First of all, let's look at Mark 1, verse 40 and 41. It says, Now a leper came to him, came to Jesus, imploring him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. 
And then Jesus was moved with compassion, the Bible says, and stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him these exact words, I am willing, be cleansed. Jesus is willing to heal us. Jesus wants us healed and whole. So physical um, healing, all of us need at one time or another. So, so we're going to, yeah, just chat about that a little bit today. The, um, the leper, he appealed to Jesus. His petition was, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And from that day to this, you know, many people uh, sincerely approach the Lord for healing with that mindset. If you are willing, if you are willing, like he's not willing. And my encouragement to you today is not to pray the, the leper's prayer, but to believe in Jesus' answer, I am willing. So our Lord and Savior is both able, he's willing to heal us. And, you know, unless we mistakenly think that his willingness was only meant for that leper, we consistently or see consistently in the Gospels that he healed, quote, all, A-L-L, end quote, who came to him for healing. So then, let's see, let's go to Hebrews 13, 8 says, you know, uh, speaking of Jesus, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, yesterday he healed a lot of people. Amen. In the Bible, as we read it, at least one third of his ministry was healing the sick. Matthew 9.35, Jesus went proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every, every disease and sickness. So that leaves nothing out. There's nothing too hard. There's nothing impossible with God. And then Matthew 12.15 the B part of 15, a large crowd followed him and he healed all again, all who were ill. Matthew 14, 35 people brought all their sick to him and they begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak and all who touched it, they were healed. Go back and read that if you get a chance. Matthew 14, if you're taking notes, Verse 35b through 36. So, Jesus' words to the leper, I am willing. They were clearly shown to apply to everyone, to every single one who looked to him for healing. And then in Isaiah 53, however, it says it was our sickness that he himself bore. What's it talking about? On the cross. And our pains that he carried. He was... Who? Praise the Lord. How you just feel a wave of the Spirit every now and then when you're talking about Jesus. It almost takes your breath away. Okay, so he was pierced for our offenses. He was crushed for our wrongdoings. He, the, the punishment of our well-being was laid upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. 
One more scripture, Matthew 8, 16 and 17, Jesus healed all, again, all the sick. Not just one or two, he healed them all. I believe that's what we're going to begin to see in church services where Jesus, the presence of God, comes down and heals all the people. And this this actually was to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah when Isaiah said, you know what, he took up our infirmities and he bore our diseases. The prophet Isaiah in, in what some call the fifth gospel, Isaiah 53, specifically uh, prophesied that in addition to dying for our sins and the the coming Christ would bear our sicknesses also. So the gospel writer of Matthew, under the Spirit's, the Holy Spirit's inspiration, looked back to Jesus, Jesus's his suffering and his death for us, and he says, quote, he took up our infirmities and he bore our diseases. Amen. He took it all for us, friends. He wants you healed. He wants you healed. It's the devil that don't want you healed. The devil came to do what? To came to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's his, his only plan for you. So we have to never lose sight the, uh, of this the fact that because Jesus took our sicknesses, uh, took our infirmities and our diseases, he is and will continue to be the healer of the sick forever. He never stopped. And we've got Christians today that say Jesus doesn't heal anymore. You know what? They've come under a lying spirit. And and I'm not sure if they're not walking in holiness or what they're, they're under condemnation or what their problem is. <coughs> Excuse me. But they are not speaking the word of God. That's a lie. Jesus came to heal all that were sick and oppressed. So... You know, just as certainly as he took on our sins at Calvary, he took also our physical infirmities and diseases. And that it's clear evidence of Jesus' ongoing willingness to heal us, just as certainly as he is willing to forgive those who repent and those who need forgiveness of their sins. The Apostle Paul actually summed this one up in one short verse here in 1 Peter 2.24, where he said he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and that, and excuse me, not, that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. You got to take that word and hold on to it. So number one, Jesus bore our our sins on the cross. And all genuine Christians do believe that. Why? Because the Bible says it. Why? Because that was part of his ministry. That was part of what he did on the cross. And then uh, as Isaiah had prophesied, Jesus also bore our sicknesses. By his wounds have you been, you have been healed. And many of you know this this promise in the King James Version. Most 
most of us, let's see, most of us, I'm aging myself now, older people were brought up with the King James Version that says, by whose stripes ye were healed. So the apostle here is reminding us of a consistent truth of scripture. That is, God makes provision both for our sin and issues for our physical healing. He heals. He heals. That is the bottom line. So in this verse below, the psalmist declares that actually unmistakably clarifies in Psalms 103, 2, Verse 2 and 3, praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Amen. Who forgives all your sin and heals all your diseases. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. We have many benefits and um, those who are believing them are receiving them. So you know what? If you've lost your... I don't want to say if you've lost your faith because you've all been given a mustard seed grain of faith. You all have faith. There's nobody that does not have faith. Even unbelievers have faith. Everybody has been given a mustard seed grain of faith that does need to be born again. It needs to grow. It needs to mature and so on and so forth. But there is in, uh, or excuse me, there is one verse for all who will believe and receive him as such, God is the God is the forgiver of sin, and he is the healer of diseases. So Jesus, the Son of God, came to earth 21 centuries ago, demonstrated forgiveness and healing in his several years of ministry. If he even had several. I I always look at it as three years of ministry. But, you know, he grew up all those years and then began to minister for the last three years of his life. Then he died on a cross, the perfect sacrifice. The perfect sacrifice in the eyes of God, his Father. And, And then as such, he secured for us permanently the forgiveness of our sins. And the healing of sickness. So, you know, some people say, well, how many sins or, or how, how many sicknesses? And the scripture says, you know what? All through every scripture I've read so far says all. All. If you get a sickness when you're 20 and you get healed, and then you get a sickness when you're 30 and need healing, you can be healed again. There's no limit on it. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> So, you know, let there be no doubt in your mind that the Lord's willingness both to forgive sin and to heal the sick and infirmed bodies. That's what he does. That's what Jesus does besides forgiving sin. He paid a high price for our healing. Excuse me. Let me grab some uh, glass of water. In Exodus 15, he said, If you listen carefully to the Lord your God and you do what is right in his eye, if you pay attention to his commands and you keep all his decrees, I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. 
That would be a scripture to note down, Exodus 15, 26. In fact, after what I just went through with surgery, I had um, gallbladder surgery where my gallbladder became inflamed and caused some health issues. I think I'll write that one down in my list of scriptures I've put on recipe cards, on the small recipe cards. And what I'd like to do is get into a habit of reading those every day (coughs) or every morning. And I haven't done that yet, but it's on my mind to do that. Um, Healing is its more than simply what God does. It is actually... Uh, It is actually a reflection of who God is. The Bible says, he says, I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord, your healer in the ESV version or in the NASB. It says, I am the Lord. I, the Lord, am your healer. So, you know, part of the very nature of the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is a desire and a willingness to be our healer. Psalms 105 says he brought them forth also with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. Amen. And that's how it should be. If we're walking where God wants us to be, we should be able to grab hold of these promises and say, this is what God said. And receive our healing walk and not be feeble amen um i think one of the greatest demonstrations of healing in all history was the exodus of israel from the centuries of of slavery in egypt god judged pharaoh's uh egypt with 10 different miraculous plagues in the tent and uh, in the tenth and the last plague, all the firstborn of Egypt were killed, but the Israelites were spared because, at God's uh, instruction, they had sacrificed a lamb, applied the lamb's blood to their doorpost, and inside their house had partaken of the cooked flesh of the sacrificed lamb. Amen. They partook. We need to partake of Jesus. Not 80%, not 50%, but 100%. God's not going to accept less than that. Um, Jesus gave 100% for you and for me. So that death angel had to pass over them and um, the The houses that the death angel passed over, everyone in those houses was saved because of the blood of the Lamb of God and because, not just because of the blood of the Lamb of God, because they had received, they had received the blood of the Lamb of God. So they were protected by the the blood of the lamb. And then in Acts 10, 38, it says, And know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. Amen. 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 
So we have to notice the two key words in Jesus' ministry, healing all. It was not his will to heal some and leave others unhealed. No, in his suffering and death for us, he both bore both our sins and he bore our sicknesses. So leave all your sins and leave all your sicknesses with him who bore them. And he bore them on your behalf. So, you know, our our enemy, as I said earlier, the devil, Satan, would love to see all of us sick all the time. But Jesus came to destroy the works, the devil's works. See 1 John 3, 8. Just as Jesus healed all who were oppressed by the devil in his earthly ministry, the same all-powerful Jesus in Hebrews 13.8 is doing that for us today. Let me see where I'm going to close. I want to read James 1.5 and 6. If any of you lack wisdom, you should ask of God who who gives generously to all without finding fault. And it will be given to you. And when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. Amen. So we don't want to doubt. Give your doubt to Jesus and and allow him to fill you up with greater hunger, greater faith. Let your faith, let, let that mustard seed grain of faith grow. So in closing, um, There's an important, broadly applicable principle here. Whatever you ask the Lord for. Let me put this in quotes. You must believe and not doubt. So as the King James says, ask in faith, nothing wavering. And I trust that that our look at at this particular scripture today on healing, or scriptures today on healing, I pray with all my heart has helped you know that God wants you healed. It wasn't meant for you to be sick. He didn't choose for you to be sick. He chooses for you to be healed. Jesus is our healer and he's continually, continually willing to heal you. And with that in mind, take your healing needs to him. Ask him in faith to touch that area of healing need that that you're bringing to him. And as I close, I just want to say, believe and do not doubt. He died for your sins and he suffered and he died for your healing. So let's trust him for that. Amen. The price has been paid. Receive your healing in Jesus name.